Well, you, uh, what a week, huh? It's been man, a hell of a week. Freaking daylight savings, I swear. Screws me up every time. Absolutely. Um, so why don't we get started with just, re- oh, sorry about that. One sec. Oh, is it your phone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One sec. Hello? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll handle that. Okay, I'll be right in. Uh, there's a uh, like a expiring delivery at my at the front desk. Yeah, go get it. A little fresh. It's fine. We'll start over. Not sponsored. I go get it. All right. Um. Also, uh, just keep an eye on my pet rock, will you? They still make those. It's a rock. Yeah. They make rocks. (laughs) All right. I'm gonna go get my thing. I'll keep an eye on your pet rock. I promise. Hey there, little guy. What's your name? Hello. Hey. I'm Titan. Hello? Hello, yes, it's me. This is getting bigger really quick. Hello, I'm Titan. I'm coming to try. Give me crystals. I, I, I don't have any crystals. I ditched the hippie shit. No, there's got to be crystals around here somewhere. Oh, I think I, think I see some crystals. You got crystals right on your face there. I need you to back off. I have a, 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 a rudimentary lathe. Mm-hmm. Should give me the crystals. I'm very hungry. If I don't eat crystals, I'll eat something else. These are my glasses. I can't give you these. Oh, you I see can't. This hand here. See this hand. Here. Hmm? Let go of my. That's a good ah! hand, huh? Ah! I might eat your pinky. Yeah, Size of the crystals or the pinky? Take the glasses. Take the take the glasses. Ooh, yummy crystals. Thank you. Oh, oh, I hear something. <gasps> Don't tell Jerome. Don't tell him. You gotta keep this a secret or... Yum. Oh. Yummy crystal pinky. Please don't eat my pinky. I will. I will. If you, if you, if you blab. Okay. I'm not gonna blab. We're I'm gonna, gonna snitch. take a nap now. Okay, bye. Did, did, did you get the box? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got uh, uh, the... Protus should be fine. Um, it's still. I can put it away later. Hey, um, noticing you were talking to someone. Did you? Did you? Oh no! I I got a call from um, from the from the post office. They also want me to pick up a package. Oh, do you need it? Is it? Is no, no, it's fine. I'll get I'll get it tomorrow. Okay, great. Um, hey. Uh, also, your your glasses are gone. Oh yeah. Um, my eyes got better. Oh, that's good. Birds a storm of buds, and we're going to tell you about how we saved the world. This week on Storm Buds, we take on Titan, the attack on the Waking Sands, and the Ishgardian Inquisition. Raise your weary head, heed the call to arms. We're the Storm Buds, baby. I'm Jerome, along with my co-warrior, Alex. Yeah, and I'm Alex. It's an uh, interesting set of stuff we got going on here. Sort of three different like story sections that we're going to... We really got to take one by one just because a mm-hmm. lot is happening in each of these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're trying to just catch through... Trying to catch up to Endwalker relatively fast because there's... You know, y'all know there's a lot of this game. Um so once we get to sort of patch content, we have this, then 41 through 50, and then the patch content is going to be a bit more. So once we reach the 
patch content, we should have a little bit more leeway to talk about some more side stuff like job quests and things like that. But we have a lot to cover for the main story. So we're going to focus to try and get through it um, as quickly and concisely as possible. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're going to have a quest by quest recap of levels 31 through 40 of Final Fantasy 14 Realm Reborn. Um, that's very exciting. So the... Uh, I, I guess I'm just going to jump into it. The first few quests we have um, are Perfect Prey and When the Worm Turns and they're back again. So we ended, I guess I, we ended last time at... Um, Trial by Turtle. We were out trying to get turtle meat. We're, we're in the middle of the series of quests where we're running around to gather ingredients for this damn feast in order to... <laughs> yeah, okay. To yeah, mm -hmm. so we were in Costa del Sol just after the, there was a fake... Um, company of heroes member who had taken on Ty Titus. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> he said he Titus. Very then we were that he met. Had Titus. Then we were. Uh, th then we met. Then we met the guy, the actual company of hero person who's named Wayskite. And he sends us around to get ingredients for this feast, which, in hindsight, I should have been more suspicious of. But this game has jerked me around enough in some specific ways that I was like, "Oh, of, of course that's yeah, right. He's I, just a jerk." Yeah, no, I still think he's just a jerk. Like Yashola was just like, "We really don't have time for this," but yeah, Yashola was right. She was right, and she's like, "It's really dumb." So like, there's a couple things you have to do. You go to the desert, get turtle meat. You get, um, which you get, you get some grapes. This desert was the first time I was ever like actually under leveled, so I just started. Oh. Yeah, it's like I it was the first time where the the random mobs in the world were actually strong enough to actually hurt me. So well, yeah, like well the southern Thanalan desert is a dangerous place. It's it, like all peppered with different level mobs everywhere. So so I just loaded up on my chocobo and yeah. do do do. <laughs> bye bye. So just to recap, kind of why we're getting grapes, we're looking for Titan. We don't know where he is, and the people who slew him before, the company of heroes, they know. But they're withholding it until we find grapes for them. And once we find the grapes, um, we'll he'll, they'll definitely know that we are the correct kind of person to go kill Titan. Um, so actually, I think we're, we're going a little out of order here because we do get the dungeon with the cheese. And then after the cheese, we have to get the grapes. Oh, God, I forgot. Sorry. I'm so yeah. sorry. I put the grapes before the cheese. Uh, the Bray Fox's long stop is the dungeon, and I actually do quite enjoy this dungeon as mm -hmm. well. Um, it, it's a very it, it's a very cool dungeon. It's much wider open. I I want to rerun it to understand sort of like what the point of all the paths that go all these different random directions are. Like, do those get randomized at all? Or? No, no, it's just extra treasure chests. Just I just always skip them because it's like, woo, level thirty two gear. <laughs> but anyway, it, bas it basically ends with a fight against a Rathian, wh which. Oh, yeah, the dragon. Uh, look, this thought occurred to me. I'm not going to say this game would be better with Monster Hunter combat, but I'm not going to say it wouldn't. I'm just saying it'd be really fun to... <laughs> What's that look? Does the combat get... Okay, we're we're going to come back to that one, I'm guessing. Also, I, I have to insert a, a miniature rant here. This is a very, very brief rant on something very petty. Okay. The quest leading up to this dungeon yeah. is called There and Back Again. Yeah. It is a completely inconsequential quest. You like you basically return in order to get the next step of the quest. Uh-huh. You've got There and Back Again in your pocket as a quest name. You're making a reference to the most influential work of 20th century fantasy from which the entire genre, including your game, is derived. And you waste it on this quest? This is the quest that you use There and Back Again on? Eh. Really? Oh. <laughs> I had to use it somewhere, I guess. I, I guess, but... <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, Brave Fox's long stop is a really fun dungeon. We meet Brave Fox, who is a goblin. Um, the goblins wear their little masks, and they're kind of cute. They talk all. Mm-hmm. They talk all kind of, kind of Yoda like. Um, they got, they got their own little affect. Their flappy flops, and yeah. Um, they're great. Uh, so you get that you have to go get the goblin cheese, which is rank. Mm-hmm. Then you make the wine for it. Um, you meet uh, an alcohol. You meet a, a little uh, uh, member of the company of heroes. You don't really know it's the company of heroes, but you kind of do. Uh, Lala Fell, who is looking for legendary Bacchus wine that was destroyed in the calamity. Yeah, this guy is so funny. Like I, I, I show up. And this guy immediately, because I show up asking this guy for the wine, and immediately he's like, no, you don't want my wine. My wine is dog shit. My yeah. wine is the worst <laughs> wine, like, ever. Like, I, you you want the wine of my biggest competitor. Go talk to him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that guy is understandably like, no, screw off. I'm not helping you. I have to run a very successful wine business. <laughs> so it sends you gallivanting around for- Why do you want grapes? What do you mean you're looking for Titan for grapes? <laughs> it's like this, this specific quest chain around the wine is like seven quests long. It's so and, long. <laughs> and every, like every other ingredient is like two, maybe three quests. And then you spend seven or eight of them mm-hmm. just trying to track down this legendary wine. It, in the middle, there's this very poignant moment where mm-hmm. you meet this this guy who, um, I, I don't remember the exact context. He's an acquaintance of the guy we're working with on the wine project. And it turns out that he's like, you know, a Garlean soldier, but one who was conscripted, conscripted from his own homeland and sort of sucked into this war against his will. And basically, he's hanging out in a shack, getting drunk and going, I hate it here. I want to go home, mm-hmm. which weird little moment of sort of like emotional power in this otherwise frankly a little bit frustrating set of quests around right wine i think there's another cool sort of not written moment but um when you do go find the legendary the the legendary vine grows on the back of the goo boo monsters so um when you go and find one you're met with in the world a ruined garlean ship as well which i thought was kind of striking it was one of their like i don't know if you've actually seen the opening cinematic to one point oh like they have these like long column helicopter sort of vessels and one of them crashed there so that was i think poignant world storytelling like mm-hmm. the present always lives in the mm-hmm. in the ruins of the past sure absolutely so you get um you have that moment and then you have your grapes uh, <laughs> and it's not it's it's not it's I know it's not actually about the grapes, but it's for me this whole sequence of events is frustratingly shallow and I would I understand the motive behind gating people finding their true intentions or their worth t- t- before telling them before sending them to their death. I don't think this is the way to do it. It's not a good evaluative procedure. <laughs> I think like this like is a very can I get a Scantron? Can I just take, like, you know, like a, a standardized test like, here? I've already killed a primal. <laughs> I'm not anyone else. Like, I, I just, I'm the one person qualified to do this in the whole fucking world. My question is, how did they do it without getting tempered? That's never answered. That's never answered. You're right. Like, I, that's why this is so stupid. Like, these people that are absolutely not qualified to have done this are just have just, like, magically slots a slain titan somehow. And I, they're, like... Hold, withholding the information and while we're voicing gripes this quest also had me come back with a single bottle of wine for this party <laughs> a single bottle of wine is enough for like two people <laughs> yeah yeah and and then 
uh, it doesn't I, I, there's so much more that i don't that i want to say but i also don't because it's just constant gripes and yishola says it all she's like if if i were in your position i would not have handled this with such grace <laughs> <laughs> yeah basically and, but, but but they they throw us a feast complete with scantily clad cat girl really dancers. delicious polygons really delicious polygons too mm-hmm. and like and according to the game the food is so good that it parts the veil of reality and reveals to me the transcendental insight into the beauty of uh, of truth so really good food apparently really good food that's some vaporwave ass polygon that we that we consumed um and Shul is like, okay, th- but like, stop with the party. Seriously, go get the secret info. <laughs> Don't get drunk, please. Like, please, we need to. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wh- which brings us to <laughs> As You Wish and Lord of the Crags, which is like, finally, we are done tracking down all this food. It is time to go yes. meet a guy wh- who will find who will know that we're people who get to know about Titan because we stand in three spots around town and whistle. That's like the secret code. Okay. To be like, like, okay. I hear one whistle. That doesn't necessarily mean that this person wants to know about Titan. I hear two whistles. Nah, that's a co- the two whistles in the same spot. That's just a coincidence. Three though, that's a pattern. Three is a pattern. That's why he's like, all right, fine. Okay. You're with the company of heroes. It that's just, our signal. It seems like a lot of work to constantly be listening to everyone whistling in case they're secretly. Whistling I don't know. Together. He's just hanging out. <laughs> Reels just hanging out in um, mm-hmm. Upper Lanosia. Um, interesting world building stuff here though he does talk about how they got into the kobold sort of like city and yes. that's a titan because they have their own parallel like aetherite network they do they um ogohomoro is the home of the kobolds it is in outer lenosha not to be confused with upper or middle lenosha or lower it's outer lenosha I, I, I can't decide if this naming scheme for all these regions in which everything just has prefixes like that. It's I, not. Does it make it more or less confusing? Because it'd be for more me, confusing. it's very confusing. <laughs> I, uh, it, I s- still mess it up. Um, I, I, at this point, I still entirely navigate quests by just clicking on the objective and being like, I "Thank God, thank God for that menu. It's so good. It's just like I'm just fucking teleporting. Who cares? You know, like just get just get to it. Come on. Um, we do. We find like the aetherite that gets us into the kobold network, and Ishtola has a very pointed line in which she says uh, something to the effect of, um, "I will stay here and maintain the magical connection until backup arrives, and then they can come and join you." Which is very clear signaling that she will not show up until a plot important moment. Mm-hmm. It's like <laughs> you're on your own now, but when the cutscene happens, I'll be there. Yes, very good, very good. Okay. Also, uh, random tangential question. Yes, I get a notice while like doing this that my the durability in my gear got low? Does this oh, mean yeah. have weapon degradation? Yes, so you do need to go repair your gear. You can go to NPCs in towns um, called mend- Menders. They will repair your gear. Okay, I did not even know that system existed. Yes. <laughs> repair your gear, <laughs> or your stats will go away. <laughs> okay. it, your gear will stay, but your stats will go away. You can always repair it afterwards, but you will not have stats. Okay. Uh, so that's a problem. But we teleport into the Aetherite network, and it throws us directly into the duty fighting Titan. Yeah, I was there a cutscene for you here. There was, yes. That's okay, a great you're gonna music. have to you're gonna have to navigate through us because in New Game Plus you're not treated to this cutscene. I don't know why. But, I mean, basically, it um, 
it's basically just the kobold saying like hey stop taking our land we're gonna summon titan and then they do and the awesome rock music kicks in mm -hmm. and then we fight titan on this giant circular platform all right and how did you enjoy the fight um a very funny thing happened uh-huh so he has a big jump attack right uh-huh which causes a big circle to appear on the ground where it's gonna land right uh-huh so you went to the outside i of went the to the outside of the yeah, ring because i yeah. thought that was the safe zone nope nope it, <laughs> it um i yeeted off the edge and God, then spent fell. the rest of the fight being dead fortunately my team managed to beat titan anyway because he was at half health but oh that's funny Yes, I spent half of that fight just like because there was no like wait to revive option. I don't think no one could. You no can't. One could bring you me cannot back. get. You cannot get brought back. No. Yeah. So <laughs> from Titan, that's like one of the few fights where that's if you fall off, you are out. Yes. So halfway through the fight, I just run over to the edge because I think it's the safe zone, and then boom. No, it's not. He he he. Yep. I did the same thing six years ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, and and then I just. Look, I know I keep hitting this theme, but mm -hmm. I'm gonna insert a little bit of little bit of rant here. At the end of this fight, the kobolds do say, "Stop taking our land and stealing our shit, or we'll keep summoning Titan." And I think back to the point where we were told the kobolds don't want to negotiate, and I'm like, "I think the kobolds do want to negotiate. That's a pretty clear negotiation." Yeah. Stop taking our shit, or we'll keep summoning Titan. I think the problem is the Aorzeans don't want to acquiesce to the demand of stop taking our shit. I think that's also yeah part of the problem. I think that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, so this happens, and it's a super important, right? I get the fourth crystal, and it's this incredibly impressive thing. I, I'm, I'm a warrior of light, right? I'm someone who's clearly moving up in the ranks of, like, importance. Yes. Which is why Nero, that dastardly Nero, he shows up, mm. and he looks at me, and he's like, that guy's important. And um, I don't think any of us at the time, because we've had so many of these cutscenes at this point, I am so used to these assholes just sort of, like, popping in to look ominously at me and then disappear yeah the, like i don't think anything of it right i'm just like oh it's another one of those i'm sure this will pay off you know um 10 15 hours down the line oh okay yeah just okay yeah <laughs> uh that brings us to the next set of quests so once we're done with titan um we are met with the quest all good things yeah so it pays off immediately it pays off pretty much immediately it pays off pretty much immediately <laughs> yeah uh, it, it turns out that um in the time it took me to get back to uh limsa laminsa hell yeah limsa laminsa okay the time it takes me to get back to limsa laminsa report into the maelstrom mm -hmm. and then get back to the waking sands it turns out that the garleans in allied with the ass Asians? yeah kind of yeah or like there's both of them there the the point yeah. is that um it turns out that um there's been an assault on the waking sands base and everyone inside is dead which i did not expect <laughs> I, think I, I, I messaged you immediately i was like what do you mean everyone is dead they're dead they got killed they got invaded there's a war going on and there was a i mean there's a, a garlean base right outside in, in Western Thanalan. Yeah, which... Okay, again, we'll talk about that in a sec. But yeah, that's, yeah. Um, that was a very memorable quest for me. Coming back to it, I noticed right away that Tataru was not at her table. And I was like, it's time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's time. This is the quest. But it, it it's very shocking. Still very shocking to go into the Waking Sands. The lights are off. Mm -hmm. um, there are bodies strewn about everywhere. And you run into and you run into Xenoraxia, the sylph who has been um, 
to, are kind of an emissary of the sylphs to, with the waking sand or with the signs of the seventh dawn on um their deathbed and through the echo you relive the memories of noraxia uh before this all happened so that you actually have kind of a um a dramatic way to actually see this scene and it's surprisingly effective like Mm -hmm. like before we even get into like the details of what happens including one unintentionally funny moment like this did catch me off guard in a way that marked what seems like a pretty clear escalation for the story thus far it's it's still not quite addressing my root problem with the science of the seventh dawn which is i don't understand what motivates most of the main cast they're still just kind of like archetypes but it definitely does amp up sort of like my connection to to what is happening in the story like all of a sudden i don't feel as much like i'm just sort of an interloper all of a sudden like i feel in the middle of things that are that are actively happening and that are important on the level of like real sort of people Mm -hmm. who are around not just the metaphysics not just the large-scale war or the large-scale battle against the primals and stuff yeah the i think the stakes get raised at this point and it is such a stark contrast from the constant trivial shit (laughs) we felt like we were doing well and even like even in the flashback when you see the sylph get uh injured Mm -hmm. like it's like this powerful like chuck norris roundhouse kick that Absolutely. drives itself into the wall it could play almost as a moment of comedy it's almost slapstick, it's pretty but it, funny <laughs> but it also very brutal it's like brutal <laughs> so what happens is livia says julius i can't remember her last name livia comes in she's a garlean chicken white magitech armor she comes in and like right after it's uh, um right after you hear from minphilia after you're in this maelstrom she says godspeed and then turns the phone off right and the second after that happens, you hear some gunshots and people in the hallway are just straight up dying, mm-hmm. um, including a guy being stabbed who lets out like a weird sort of Gomer pile scream like, well, yeah, that's pretty bad. The Livia comes in uh, demanding to look for us. Um, we are obviously not there. So in order to draw us out, she takes the remainder of the more important scions of the seven dawn that are there captive. She has a great line, too. She says, I'll grant you have courage, but you'd be better served by armor. Mm-hmm. Minfilia really would be better served, served by, by armor. armor. And then it pans to her. She's just completely naked. Still. Basically. God, I don't like Minfilia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, uh, it would be a lot. Like, great. There's anyway. another line that Alphadon gets like that later on, too, that's very funny. <laughs> yeah, great. Okay. You have to... What, what power she's just nothing she has nothing to leverage against these people like <laughs> any so then no, she tells she tells noraxia to stay hidden because she has a mess like noraxia obviously needs to tell us what happened after the fact and noraxia just gets a little a little brave and tries to get in the way of livia and minfilia and livia just fucking roundhouse kicks the shit out of them <laughs> and they hit the wall and hit the floor and i was like oh damn livia kind of rules uh well, and then i'm hoping she, we see more of livia and then she once she has minfilia captive basically she says enough right let's just take her this this is enough definitely enough for to draw them out um 
but while she's making this speech about what their plans are and belaying orders, one motherfucker is relentlessly stabbing corpses in the hallway. And just while she's talking, there's just this noise that keeps happening. This it's messed up. It's really funny though. And, and she's just like fucking stop it and shoots him dead. Like that's how it, the, these people. Until they roll, just definitely are very expendable in the eyes of the, the Garleans. They're they're. Remember, kids, the fascist project is not looking out for you and will sacrifice you at the first t- chance it gets. It's true. So they leave, and we have to take refuge. Um, we get the message from Naraxia, and she tells us to go hide out in, in the church, the church, the church in with the Western murder nun, with the nun who did all, who sell everyone else. To the ML jaw, definitely I, the nun. I still think she's up to something. She might be. She was nowhere to be seen. I looked for her. The next follow a couple of quests are: you can't take it with you. Bring out, bring the, out dead the dead and, and bury me not on the lone prairie. So we have to take the, we have to gather the bodies. Yeah. At the sands at the waking sands and float them into a caravan. So what happens is there's a couple of things that happen that are kind of funny unintentionally one is the guy says oh thank goodness you weren't in there you would have seen all that carnage stuff and unbeknownst to him you have the echo so you saw it all happen <laughs> yeah I, well I, I have two particular thoughts here and the, the, the first is that mechanically the mechanically the act of making you pick up the corpses and transport them to the cart is is one of the more interesting things i have done in a video game especially an rpg like this mm-hmm. like in terms of again like emotional impact like that's straight up just sort of sort of an innovation there I, I don't think that having to deal with the aftermath of an event like this in such a material way like yes bodies get left behind it is someone's job to move them out and mm-hmm. bury them and like bringing you in and forcing you to sort of like inhabit that role is, is it's a really neat touch it is a neat touch but it does get kind of lampshaded because once you get to the caravan with your bodies the caravan guy says wow you picked up four bodies at once <laughs> you did pick up four bodies at once <laughs> and well, you took them so i guess you don't need any help getting the other four like <laughs> have fun the, the other thing is that this guy's reaction he says um he's, he's like uh it was a bloodbath damn imperials but he sounds like like surprised but not shocked yeah and i'm like just, do imperials just do this all the time do they just roll assassin squads into eorzea to kill anyone they don't like because if that's the case you're not preparing to be invaded you're functionally living under occupation pretty close yeah again there there is a military base right there right mm-hmm. if, if you take a look over the sea you see that big garlean castle on the North side of Western Thanalan, there's one every in every zone. So there are de- they are there are parts of their continent that are occupied by Garlean forces. So yes, bad bad state. Uh, you get taken to. Um, you you also have to you bring back the corpses, but they can't um inter one of them, right? Mm-hmm. They can't yes, inter the, the sylph. So you have to go back and bring the sylph sylph's body back to the eastern shroud um that's a pretty sad moment there there you witness the the sylphs reconcile with the the loss of one of their own and offer their support when it comes time to um meet with the garleans yeah they also vow vengeance which i'm i'm looking forward to seeing what the sylphs look like when they're unleashed yeah me too Uh, you said ominously (laughs) No, I was holding back a cough. 
anyway, that brings us to Eyes on Me, He Who Waited Behind, and Cold mm-hmm. Reception. Which Eyes is on Me is a reference you'll not get. It is the, it is kind of the uh, one of the main themes of Final Fantasy VIII. Uh, it is a romantic, <laughs> romantic ballad. So, wanted to, I wanted to point that out. Oh, yep, I have not played eight. Eyes on that. It is a. Should, should I play Final Fantasy VIII? Um. That's another episode. <laughs> you know, we we were talking about like subsequent podcast projects. We could just like play all the Final <laughs> Fantasy games in reverse chronological order. I really don't want to do that. So, <laughs> <laughs> but think but think how much th- think of the content. I'd s- I no, okay. I don't want to do that. Let's so do we have eyes on. We have uh, next eyes on me and he who waited behind, right? Uh, yes. Eyes on me. We go back to Mark. And Iliad. Oh, is that how you pronounce that? I don't know. I've been saying Mark, Mark, Marcus? Marks? I don't know. Mar- Marques? It looks French to me. It looks French to me. So I just Marque. said Mark. It's like Mark. Yeah, okay. Mark. It's probably Mark. Um. So Mark is an amnesiac who's been living at the church for the last few years. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's very confused because um, at one point he has us go like find like a, a pocket watch that was on a corpse and bring it back to him because he thinks it's he thinks it's suspicious. I don't think it... Uh, he ends up like repairing it and being like, "How can I repair this? I have there's weird watchmaking skills, Jason Bourne style." Ah, yeah, there's some muscle memory involved that 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 gives him a clue as to his former identity. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also has this sneaking suspicion he's being watched, which is the quest eyes on me. So you go and you find uh, a Garlean invader who is looking to just report on this this person who apparently is of some import to the. Garlean Empire. This invader appeared to be hiding behind a gravestone over a short cliff, so I yeah. don't know how he could be seeing anything. But whatever, he picked his he picked his. Blind. I don't know. He's just watching his movements. It's, they've got magic. After that happens, we are met by our good friend Alfino Levieur in the church, and he says, and the the church members are like, "Whoa, you know, we're dealing with who the heck are you?" Um, after having just dealt with the empire and then alfano says this weird thing where he's like i'm not from the empire whatever i'm here to get here to get sid back and they're like what it's sid turns out that mark was sid that's mark why is sid, he yes. was wearing visible goggles under his hood yeah so sid is he, he doesn't really know who he is but this is sid this is the Sid of this game we're, we're gonna help sid learn more about himself over the next few quests i think so yeah. it's gonna He's going to get more handy. Iliad gives him his clothes and hammer back, and he has this kind of Irish accent voice. Which, uh, Iliad had all that stuff. So did he know more about Sid's, like, secret past the entire time and just kept it from him? I think so, and I think... Don't do that to people. If if you have, if you meet someone who's an amnesiac and you have secrets to their past, don't hide it from them. I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know why he did what he did. I guess it was to protect him because if word got out that he was there, like he is a really important person. <laughs> sure. If word got out that he was there, um, it would be bad. I, I mean, Sid Sid could shift the war effort, right? Like Sid is the head of sort of technology and like armament development mm-hmm. for the Empire. Yeah. At the very least, even if the Empire already has developed all this stuff, it gives the Eorzeans access to possibly like stuff. competitive technology. Competitive technology, innovation. Uh, and other things like yeah, he could make new shit for not the Garleans. Okay, here's the thing: I don't expect the game to do, 
but would be very cool if it did. Be very cool, small touch if it did. Don't expect it. Mm-hmm. Interesting if they ever express as a problem the idea that the Eorzeans, the Eorzeans may have the technology, but they don't have the industrial base to actually like begin mass production and what it would take to like begin sort of like fact factory construction to roll out like machinery at an industrial scale yeah, but also th- maybe just magic and yeah and that brings us into the factorio sub game where <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> we we crash land on a planet and we have to make a factory to get off of it and that factory is just <laughs> all the it's magitech just, shit mm-hmm. uh no that doesn't happen exactly no factorio unfortunately but Alf, uh, sorry, is it Alphanot or Alphano? Alphano. Alphano Levier. Well, I'm, ba- I'm bad at French names. Yeah. Anyway, Alphano was like, oh, oh, the Ixen- oh boy, I can't wait to get to Curthus. <laughs> You're going to be fr- reading every French name. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And that's this episode. Stay tuned. Uh, Cold Reception, I think, is the next quest. And. Um, Yes, Elfino wants to. Um, he says the Ixil have summoned the Primal Garuda, mm-hmm. which we have to stop as Scions. And to get to her, we need an airship, which is why it is important. But we need to find the airship Enterprise, which. Um, uh, okay, so the Enterprise, we get information that sends us on the track to. What is the name of this region? So, um, this the the nation is Ishgard. Ishgard. The continent well not the continent the regional area is called Curthus. Curthus. uh-huh so we need to so garuda is a primal of wind and she has secluded herself in her vortex that's why we need the airship to get through it because we can't we'll fucking die i guess um without it or we just can't i don't know we'll just get blown away but also like this introduces us to the the concept of the high houses yes which so ishgard has a very different governmental system and it's more of a feudal medieval system based on um old nobility and kind of a kind of a caste system there are these lots of inquisitions also there is yeah there is also the government is a religious um institution called the holy see of ishgard and it is run by the archbishop who who we who is mentioned kind of briefly at the end of this chapter and so, so quick question yeah Be- because like like i mean i guess we're gonna get into it but like going into this i d- i didn't know who the high houses are very cool like to see a different sort of like power structure beyond just the the, the whole grand company three region type thing going on yeah also we're gonna rapidly get into a series of quests in which they talk a lot about like this religion and what and dragon heretics and stuff yeah and they talk like i'm supposed to know what any of that is and i don't i kind of love that they do that yeah it, <laughs> okay so, so but it is intentional then like i'm supposed to not be like what dragon heretics what <laughs> i think um yeah it, it's i think i like that because it is how it, it feels like how you would talk to somebody of this world like this is an ongoing conflict between the the nation of Ishgard and there there's this heresy and this uh this this conflict between the nation of Ishgard and dragons. No one's gonna sit there and explain it to you. <laughs> I'm glad that they don't. I want the game to do more of that. The, uh, yeah, but like at the same time, you're kind of left to piece together sort of the state of affairs currently, as opposed to like getting the whole history 
you still have picked up that there are heretics that there is a that there is a conflict going on in a, a side conflict in addition to the the primals and the garleans so there's these three different conflicts happening at once and the ishgardians have very they're very they're hospitable but they are not um amenable to no, i'm gonna say it. i'm gonna say it. um they're hospitable they're all pricks they're very much not amenable to outsiders they have uh they're not interested in getting involved in the garlean eorzean conflict they're not interested in primals they're interested in dragons they have their own the first place you walk into is called the athenium astrologicum so they have astrologers that watch the skies and the stars the records of which of they are very protective of they're very protective of these records because they report dravanian activity um dravanian is the name for dragons stuff the dragon nation dravania um so they're watching the skies which is why we go to ishgard because it's like hey y'all saw this airship right could you help us find this airship that you saw because you were watching the sky and they're like no that's a national secret (laughs) (laughs) no no you ass like we're (laughs) like which begins like a long series of again quests to gain favor with various people it makes more sense here than it's made in some of the previous settings yeah like it actually would like it would it would be a favor for them to or it would be a cost to them to actually let us see these things where whereas if we can go and kill titan everyone's happy mm-hmm. <laughs> like just let us do it don't make us go get grapes <laughs> where they're like yeah okay i can see that maybe you don't want to do that let's work together to gain favor to find a solution it, 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 you know now that you pointed out actually it is very cool that we're sort of wandering into this parallel conflict happening here yeah in which because we don't really well mm, okay it's both cool and frustrating. It's cool on a narrative level that we're wandering into this parallel conflict in which, um, like, just uh, factions that we don't know anything about have other like interests and incentives going on, and like, and we have to navigate that. Mm-hmm. That's the cool bit. The frustrating bit is again because we're an MMO character and we have no real input on things. We do kind of wander around like a dope, believing whatever the last person told us. So, right. <laughs> yeah. But but interesting story. I think so too. So we are um, first. Yeah, we go to the Athenium Astrologicum. The guy there is like, no, we're not telling you that. But what's always cool, and this kind of happens a couple times, is that they're, they just, the, the person in charge just sends you off. But the people who are kind of lower ranks aren't, aren't as dickbaggery as their, as their executives are or their, their leaders. And they're like, hey, like, if you want to help us out, you can do this. And then, like, we'll put in a good word for you. Um, so you can so you go and save some knights from the that's where you first see the dragon heretics um and they look like people to me but they are apparently heretics and to be put to the death so we kill them well and then we meet we meet the inquis the grand inquisitor i think yes. for the first time and, so. and and this dialogue with him is maybe my favorite dialogue exchange in the game so far in one particular way which which is he he's talking to you about your attempt to like you know get in the like middle of all of this and get the information you're looking yeah, for. Yeah, what was so. his name again? Oh god, what is his name again? Did I write his name anywhere? Maybe further down. One sec. Damn it. Damn it. Ah, oh, I was trying to get you to pronounce it. No, I, mean, I just call him the Inquisitor. Okay. okay. Well, his name is Inquisitor Guillaume. Guillaume. Okay. Yeah, it's not Guillaume, but Guillaume like A I M E. 
he has this whole like thing he delivers to me where he's like he talks about how how um how dangerous the snow is about how one moment you can have a firm grasp on your surroundings and then mm-hmm. the next you can find yourself in a wholly unfamiliar situation blinded to the dangers around me and i'm like okay clearly like a veiled threat also a <laughs> metaphor also like the most sophisticated this game has like given any character in terms of expressivity up until this point when most characters are delivering things like gee whiz please go get me like equipment to build my theater stage i would love grapes uh the next set of quests are i think the um we work through here we work through i guess the what the unending war men of honor three for three the rose and the unicorn so the rose and the unicorn is when so that's the point at which like it comes out that in us retrieving some parcels Mm -hmm. one of the parcels is being delivered to one of the lords of the region and we find a dragon heretic talisman inside yeah the rosary is a cultist rosary rosary. yes which is a big deal because they do a lot of inquisitions here and people who are suspected of being dragon heretics uh, doesn't go well for them no so so we get pulled aside and someone goes man i know that lord he's cool he's definitely not a dragon heretic go warn him before they get there yeah so we meet up with uh, lord francil who mm-hmm. is the Lord of, well, he's a, I can't remember if he's like the head head of it. I think so. The head of house. It's it's not clear what he, like. Hey and art. A, he, high and art. I think it's pronounced high and art. He's the head of a house. They all live in these little circular rock huts. Well, he's or living stuff. there for now. He's stationed there right now. Okay. Or just is available there. But yeah, the, I mean, he well, is right. Uh, well, I guess we get more into it, but he's out there because he has a vested interest in repairing the name of his house because mm-hmm. this dragon shit keeps happening and he's like well i'm just gonna lead a battalion to to up to um does he lead to stone vigil or just to some castle i think it's dragon? to steel vigil to steel vigil steel vigil is the place in the top like that area the castle area in the top i think that's later though so i think i'm jumping ahead well no no because he definitely get, he and his men definitely get their asses kicked here oh, yeah and i have to rescue them from like a bunch of drakes or something a- and this whole time it's becoming clear that like the evidence for this like him being a dragon heretic is extremely flimsy it's like pretty flimsy and uh we meet we then he then sends us to our ally lord Orchafont. 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 yeah or lord Orchafont. who's like hmm you should like, split up, you should split up and search for clues and i'm like there's one of me but okay <laughs> um so the next is the talk of Curthus. we talk we go and we run we're we're at camp is it camp dragonhead now think so we're the one with the etherite mm-hmm. and we go and talk and that's, that's the, where we meet our man it's where we meet our man and then we get marched off to rescue um dragon lover from the his men being attacked by drakes and yeah. then and then our ally yeah and then and then he's like look there's two possible people who could be doing this either it's the porters who handle cargo or it's the inquisitors slash knights we assume it's the porters to start because there's no way it would be the knights because that would be hugely hypocritical of them. Yeah. We check the porters thing and he's like, fucking obviously not. Find- check my shit, right? And we open it up and what's this? It's a rosary. Oh, it's, it's a rosary. It's another It's another rosary. It's three rosaries. <laughs> In three different <laughs> That's packages. a lot of rosaries. <laughs> um, like, like, is, can anyone here just do like basic deduction, and then, please? And uh, then he was like, and then the porter was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I- I will say this up until this point. This game has pulled the anti-twist enough times. It's entirely possible that it was the porters. It's like, possible <laughs> that it was the porters. So we don't know. He's like, no, I don't know. And then it's like, and we're like, all right, chill. We'll just go back to, to Orchifant. He's like, okay, uh, this is obviously a plant. 
<laughs> like, so there's like, way too many rosaries here. He's <laughs> like, look, the Inquisitors are about to like execute uh, your guy like right now at mm-hmm. Witch Drop. So, so go. <laughs> interfere. Witch Drop. Jesus Christ. Which is like a circle in the snow next to a cliff. It's a chasm. Yeah, it's like a, a little <laughs> chasm that they just make you jump in. Go. And if you're innocent, uh, Halone will save you. It's a literal witch trial. Yep. Uh, Halone is, of course, one of the 12. She's the Fury. Uh, she is based... She's like the first one. She's basically like January, I guess. Like of the 12 are basically kind of associated with real life months. So, And uh, the people of Ishgard worship the shit out of her. <laughs> she's uh, pretty... Pretty... Well, we'll see what she's like. But we fight off the Inquisitors at the trial. And one of the knights, as he runs off, drops a rosary of his own. Which... At yeah. this point, also well, hold on. You're skipping. You're oh, skipping okay. something. The dragon, dragon fucking shows up in the middle of that fight too, and then the the inquisitor is like, "Oh, so you're summoning your dragon friends, huh?" <laughs> oh yeah, I you're see right. how it is. So we gotta fight with the dragon and the inquisitors. Yeah, like a fucking actual dragon shows up, and Horjapon's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> like our astrologians did not see this Dravanian activity happening here. So, <laughs> what's happening? Someone is interfering. Yeah. The so then like. Confronted with all this evidence, the Grand Inquisitor is like, fine, I guess, whatever, I'll call this off. Spoiler. Yeah, because like a rosary drops from a knight as he flees. Which like, is yeah, like, oh. look. <laughs> oh, he, as he dies, we, we kill that knight. Do we? Yeah, that knight's super dead. I did. Okay. I thought he ran away. I don't he know. might have killed him. <laughs> I killed the shit out of him. The So that happens, and we save Lord Francil from his witch trial. So no one is happy about the state of affairs, other than Lord Francil, possibly. But we're <laughs> just like, whatever, grateful, okay, we'll we, we, we don't care. We just want to know about the Enterprise. <laughs> we do. So they're like, uh, so Lord Archifant, um and Francil is, they're like, we don't know, but why don't we, one, one, one way we can go and get more favor, I guess, is like, I forget how we know this, but we it, know it, that we need we to get we find, into the. Yeah, we find out that the ship landed near Stone Vigil. Which sends yes. us off towards the like the encampment. Camp White Brim. Camp White. Camp White. What? White Brim. White White Brim. Okay. White Brim job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're off to Camp White Brim, where we're gonna like try and like make friends with a whole different group of people in order to get them to let us into Stone Vigil, which is where the dragons have occupied for a while now. Yeah. So they've taken that shit for themselves. Uh. So Lord Dreamall is. I'm, I'm pronouncing all these names for free for you. Damn it. I don't have them written down. I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't want to spell them over and over. It's okay. We'll see them again. I'll quiz you. <laughs> anyway. I Lord Dremont is like, oh, oh, yeah, sure. Like, he's cooperative at first. Because, like, you have two letters from ho- lords of houses. And then this, the Grand Inquisitor is like, nah, these are heretics. And still, he's like, oh, okay. Still a total Fuck prick. you guys. <laughs> this guy is a total prick absolutely just constantly showing up at the exact right time mm-hmm. so we do that we're like okay whatever we'll just do this song and dance again like we'll go make steaks for people we'll get yeah we'll get some mud puppy meat to make the soldiers happy we're, we're, we're getting advice from some guys around who are uh-huh. like Look, you want to you want to make nice get good with the, with the troops get good with the troops they'll listen to you and like then he once we're in the we we also get in we meet up with sid and alphano in this camp as well yes. and sid makes um an alembic. An alembic, a potion-making device for to help with the chirurgeons there and the, the healing in the hospital. And they Which are, like, like a- super grateful at first, but then the Inquisitor shows up and he's like, uh, you're taking technology from these heretics? You Not on my watch, you're not. And they're like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. 
I didn't realize these were non-believers. Th- th- these people are... <laughs> they are zealous. Yeah, they're very they're zealous. They're very zealous. But it is cute to sort of see Sid, like, getting back to terms with, like, oh, I'm, I'm a handy person. I can, mm-hmm. like, make things that help people. And then he's like, all right, this isn't working. We need to figure out what the fuck this Inquisitor's deal is. So we go talk to everyone. We talk to everyone as again, but and then we get the const- we get everyone's testimony. But one dude's like, "Oh yeah, I'm so grateful that guy. I haven't seen him in months uh, <laughs> since he came. Like, <laughs> I was stationed out by the the I was stationed out by the Dusk Vigil, which is like the opposite direction from the, Ishgard. The, there's contradictions in the story of like yeah. how the Inquisitor arrived. So Alpha now is like. Go go look into that. That's weird. Can you go in that spot and see where he came from? This is also the bit where Alphano says um, he mentions that his outfit is not a good fit for this climate, <laughs> which is like, <laughs> shame you only have one set of clothes, I guess. <laughs> it's like, I didn't think it would take this long because he's a naive idiot. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, he, also, I, he also, I think I mentioned, over, mentioned this too. No, yeah, if you talk to him, um before you talk to all these other people he's like yeah while you were out getting fucking grapes for the company of heroes <laughs> i was looking into garuda doing this shit like <laughs> okay so other people do do things in this yeah game. he was like so yeah like how do i know all this stuff because you know how long it took you to go <laughs> make your get your cheese <laughs> so there's a great thing i want to talk about here though which is so the clue that we find that there's nothing nothing is right with this inquisitor is we find a corpse at the bottom of the chasm mm-hmm. with the note that was like oh, the yeah. Inquisitor's like letter on it, proving that like this the, our guy's like a fake or whatever. With that evidence, we have to go back and like interrogate people again mm-hmm. to pull us off. We have to do the doubt emote. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, that's a bit. That's, hold on. So what happens is, um, the the yeah, the, we talk to the guy that told us this to begin with, but he's still kind of in disbelief of the evidence. Uh, the guy he's he's recovering in hospital because he was out in the cold and got knocked out or whatever. Probably, probably by the Inquisitor, um, and he says, "Nah, but go talk to this. Other, then go talk to this other person who was there, and they'll vouch for me, right? And they'll say, no, the Inquisitor is a good person.' And the other person is like, "Yes, the Inquisitor is a very good person. Don't ask. Get get away from me. There's nothing wrong here. So you do have to do the slash doubt emote." Okay, so, so she breaks <laughs> immediately. Little tangent. Did you ever play the game L.A. Noir? Thank God, no. Uh, but I know I press X to doubt. Well, basically. yes, it's it just like in L.A. Noir, a big thing with that game was like you'd be doing these interrogations, and your character would be level and reasoned, and then like you would try and press someone on something, and instead of like making like you know a reasonable sort of like expression of skepticism, you would fly off the handle and like throw yourself across the table to get in their face. Wow. It's all I could think of when I was like, oh, my, I did the doubt emote and my character just shoves his head forward and it's like, 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 like. Mine just pointed right at her nose. Just <laughs> put his finger right up her nose. Like, no. <laughs> I, I don't trust you. My guy was like, my, my guy was like, like, push his eyes like an inch from her. It's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Very overdramatic. Like, look at this. <laughs> I yeah, so she immediately folds and it's like, ah, no, I'm sorry. It's all a lie. But I love this. It is all a lie. She, I mean, she wanted to. She was under duress from this faker, this guy who is actually working with the dragons. Uh, and he and she well, she was the reason we were all tipped off in the first place because she knew that was happening and she wanted to do something about it. So she sent all those rosaries in that cargo. She put them in there because 
she wanted to make it really obvious that something was happening, but without actually making a fuss because the Inquisitor was watching her. Which oh, I, I thought was really clever. Oh, okay. I didn't catch that. that no, it was her. It was it. she saved us. Like she did the Li- whole thing. Deliberately so she overplaying it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So she like once we confronted her, she was like basically ready to break. Um, she was hope. My understanding is that she was kind of hoping that 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 would be enough without having to actually say anything and put herself at risk. But it wasn't. She realized it wasn't, and she helped us out a bit. By confirming our suspicions and then saying where the the horde of rosaries was, which so we go there and then, am I wrong about this? Did we have to find some blood stains in the snow to locate the, the rosary? No, trash? it was just a mound. She oh, just told mound. us where it okay. was. She's like it's just south of Camp White Brim. It's like under the cliff, and then yeah, we, um, fi- we find the rosaries. Finally, uh, and we confront Lord Dream Mom with them. It's just like, hey, your Inquisitor is dead, and here's a bunch of draconian rosaries right outside your camp. Probably not a good look. <laughs> <laughs> you should probably you should probably listen to us. So we finally go off to confront the uh, the Grand Inquisitor. He is conducting another trial out front of Snowcloak of like a, a young girl, should, like a twelve yeah. year old girl. <laughs> yeah, a really young girl who has no reason being um, Thrown prosecuted. Off a no, we're not at Witch Trap. We're at Snowcloak. Oh, we're so at Snowcloak. Sorry, different. I don't know what he was planning to do. He's probably just going to eat her with his dragon head or something. But it was very secluded, um, and we had this big battle with him and a bunch of other ones. Like we we fight him and and over the course of the fight, either he reveals his true dragon form or he takes it's on a, a glamour. glamour. It's a glamour. So he is a human who appears as a dragon. Yeah, he got his a dragon spell basically. Got it. Okay. Anyway, point being that this guy like transforms into a dragon over the course of the fight, and yeah. we have to beat his ass. It's actually a pretty hard fight. I I ended up having to do this one twice. Cool. Uh, but yeah, we um we defeat him, and I think that means that we are finally in a position to be allowed to go into Stone Vigil. Yes, in order to look for the Enterprise. Yep, that's uh that's the first thing we're gonna do on the 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 next episode recap. Um, I love this chapter. It, apart from the grape shit. Apart from the grape shit, everything after that pretty banger. Technically, if you're doing New Game Plus, the grape shit is the last chapter. We are again following the main scenario quests list on the console games wiki which just breaks them up into levels by 10 um and the reason we did that was because alex is not privy to the actual chapters going through the msq naturally that might be a spoiler um yeah so uh the on the next episode of um storm buds i forgot her name we will cover you know let's do a little we can do a little stream admin because levels 41 through 50 is a somewhat big ask. That's not that big. So you're going to want to be a little bit over level for this. Because as you can see here, okay. there shouldn't be any... Um, I might need to like run some spoilers. Yeah, but like there's a gap from 46 to 49. Yeah, and I'm going to get my ass beaten. If and I... that gap used to be even larger, which is funny. Well, t- I guess we can talk next week. But like, yeah, the... The main story quest of A Realm Reborn is 2.0 is almost done, um, which is really exciting. I think it, it's exciting. I don't know what the story is building to because I don't. Mm, I, I'm curious to see like like how it. There's a up. lot of threads. Okay, this is again A Realm Reborn is world building, and it closes up one particular. I mean it. it the conflict will kind of present itself and sort semi-resolve itself in 2.0, but um, really, we're just getting started. We're really just getting started. To me, I feel like the game has 
actually begun. A lot of people say get through a Realm Reborn. I don't think that's necessarily true. I think getting through levels 1 through 30 is a bit of a slog. But this part, especially like after Titan... This is definitely an escalation. This, this is, is that's when it escalates. Like when when you arrive back at the Waking Sands and everyone's fucking dead, that's when for me the game, or that's when I think the game really starts. And I think that's where people don't give a Realm of Born a lot of credit where it's due. But this chapter, I I absolutely loved playing through it again. It was really fun and just nice to to see these old these old characters in this old context and like the the way it's nice to 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 have the it's kind of nice to have the Kurthes treat me so coldly <laughs> for, um are they gonna get are they gonna get friendly later are we gonna make go possibly possibly or maybe they're all dead i don't know <laughs> <laughs> one or two options either we're friendly or they're, they're all either dead. nicer or dead um i guess we can go into our sort of closing thoughts here i do want to um thank you all so much for listening and remind you to please give us some um, ratings and reviews on the the uh, podcast platform of your choice. I have a review here from um, uh, Apple username um, non-binary goose 627. Thank you so much for this review. Um, and they say, huh? And, Thank you. and it was a four star review. Thank you so much. I uh, would love to know why it wasn't a five star, but um, that's a, a very, we're really grateful for the engagement. Maybe they'll write in again. Mm-hmm. And as always, we are sponsored by uh, Relic Box. They send you an ethically sourced uh, collection of um, um, archaeological whoa, and... Whoa, whoa, whoa. As always? Yeah. I, I thought we were sponsored by Panky. No, no. We're sponsored by Relic Box. Okay. They send you... Um, look, I know that you find your collection of sort of um, bones and other remains from Christian saints to be insufficient. Mm. Relic Box will send you new ethically sourced uh, knuckles, femurs, jawbones, other things from, uh, from Peter, from uh, Paul from uh, Mary, from really all, all the various major saints um, uh, to uh, help you build out the your assortment of wow. Christian artifacts. Do they have ribs? They, um, they do have ribs as a premium plan. It's an extra 15 bucks a month. Oh, okay. That's good. It's very good. It's a wide selection. Fantastic. As always, uh, d- promo code STORMBUDS will get you 15% off your order at checkout. Oh, my gosh. That's such a savings. Well, that's just about going to do it for us on uh, on Stormbuds this week. Thank you so much for listening again. Um, and with that, Storm of Buds, born from Buds, we've been the Stormbuds, baby. Catch you on the flip side. Bye-bye. <laughs> it's not our thing. <laughs> <laughs>